If it bleeds, we can kill it. Welcome in to the Bro for Squat podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 111, and I'm your host, the mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Before we get into the movie conversation today, let's go around and meet the fellow bros with me. As always, we start in the lab with the mad scientist, Brian Banner. Now, Banner, I know as a scientist, you're very precise with your calculations, like Lau from The Dark Knight. So what alcoholic beverage would you calculate you've consumed the most throughout this quarantine? And what's the damage in terms of total numbers? Okay, so total numbers. Uh, I'm going with Captain Morgan. That's about 12 and a half drinks. Because I 24 shots in a bottle, obviously two shots a drink. Uh, we've got 12 Corona Extras, 12 Henry's Hard Seltzers, 12 Bud Light Seltzers, and 12 mm. Corona Refrescas. Uh, if you so really average, mixing up the seltzer game here. Yeah, you know, you got to keep it interesting. Uh, damage from that is just, just under 200 bucks, as far as money-wise. That breaks down to about $1.49 per drink. Doesn't include mixers. Uh, you asked more specifically about the drink of choice. It's going to be Captain Morgan and Vanilla Coke. So we're looking at 86 calories per shot of uh, Captain Morgan and 150 calories per can of Coke. If you guys do the math on that, we're looking at 322 calories per drink. Multiply that by our 12 and a half. We can't have half a drink, so it's 13, obviously. Right, you round up. Right. That equals 4,186 calories. I'm going to go with that's the most damage. Because in proportion total, I've got 10,630 calories of alcoholic drinks. Variance plus or minus seven. Uh, and that does not include probably the half a bottle of wine I drink at dinner with my wife every night. Uh, wow. I, I'm Any, really Anything impressed. else? I mean, should we just end the show right there? It's only going to go downhill. Catastrophic. I mean, Look, you wanted the numbers, all right? Don't sue me. You're the ne- one that wanted the numbers. I'll never ask that again. All right, Matt, a simpler question for you. Our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. So, Matt, this past week, uh, some brave warrior told Another us. 150 in- calories. Some brave warrior in the comment section of one of our YouTube videos told us to go die. So, I have to ask I mean, should we just shut down our channel? Not if someone threatens to murder us. However, if he threatened to murder us with a cough or a fever or a sore throat, then yeah, we'd basically shut down the entire fucking pod and just quarantine all our subscribers. But I don't think we can financially. This guy's pretty this. healthy, so I I think I think we're fine. We'll How do we deal? Humor for you bitches. <laughs> Let's get out of our system while we can. How do you fight someone so brave though to write that? Uh, I mean, basically, you just send something back about his mother or sister and about Geiger porking him. There you go. <laughs> I'll get on that right after, right after this. Great right. use of porking. I haven't heard porking in a while. That's great. Uh, if you guys have not listened to our show before, we start every episode off with the most important thing in any bro's life, and that is our chest day topic. And this week, we're actually going to tie this into a movie commentary that we have dropping on Friday of this week. Um, we're finally rolling out a BFS, that stands for Bro Force Squad, a little spoiler there, invention that we've been cooking up for a while. It's called Action Movie Bingo. 
And I can't actually remember whose idea this was. Matt, was it yours initially? I I don't want to take credit for it. I don't really remember. It, it's something we've been coming, we've been saying on pods for a really long time that we should come up with. I'm not sure whose idea it was. Yeah, well, I think but I'll you, take credit if you want to give it to. That's fine. I think you kind of brought it up, and then we all got the it's ball. Definitely with. one of the three. Geiger, Geiger, Geiger thought of it, but I made it work. It definitely wasn't Cycle's idea. Yeah, we can rule him out right away. He doesn't one get of any. Us three, I can't remember. Banner, why don't you uh, give the people your own explanation of what action movie bingo actually is? I mean, it sounds so, kind of self-explanatory, but it's not. Let me preface this with I did not do a lot of the heavy lifting on this. It was actually Horns. Give the credit to him. He went online and found I, I was a... was kind of like the Winklevoss. I think I came up with it, but Horns actually <laughs> the site. It's a great uh, If that helps out, people. Sorry, go ahead, Banner. You're such a Winklevoss. Uh, does that make me Justin Timberlake? Sure. Or, you want to or you I'm kind of getting the, fucked in this deal. You, but you I, can be the kid, like the really tan kid who hangs out with the Winklevosses, always has a blazer on. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm good with that. I look good in a blazer. Yeah, you do, actually. I'm be the Spider-Man guy, but okay. He kind of gets fucked, though. Spoiler alert. Yes, but it's better than being Army Hammer that did Lone Ranger after that. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so basically horns went online, found a bingo card generator, and we asked you guys on Twitter, give us some of your action movie stereotypes, things that happen in every single action movie. We came up with some, you guys came up with some, we throw those in the generator and we created a action movie bingo card. Uh, I believe horns did a squad blog on this in that squad blog you have the link to where you can create your own um and we just started putting them down as that event happens in the movie you take a drink put an x on your card uh obviously the more x's the more drinks you take when you get a bingo you chug your beer pretty simple a lot of fun definitely and geiger you and i talked about this this is something we think could actually be done for like all different genres of movies. Obviously, action movies, there are a lot of obvious tropes and cliches, but I think this has a wider reach as far as different movie genres go. Uh, uh, sports movies, for sure. Oh, Any yeah. superhero movies, for sure. Uh, Rom-coms, like chick flicks, for sure. Yeah, you could do this about any movie. I think we could, uh, we'd really have to put our brains together for this. I think all those would be as easy as the action movie. But, like, Oscar bait movies, I think we could make a fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we could do one for, like, documentaries, too. Yeah. You could even do, like, Tom Hanks movies. Like, he probably yeah. does the same shit in all of it. Or, like, I think of someone like Charlie Day. How predictable is the stuff he's going to do? I mean, we could even take this as far to make a drinking game out of the Oscars somehow. La bingo. I mean, the goal of this Political podcast... Political speech, like, you know, something that doesn't make fucking any sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of bunch of ones we could do the renee person zellweger. presenting someone presenting is hammered off their ass yeah yeah renee zellweger doesn't know what planet she's yeah. on <laughs> she doesn't even have to be like up on stage they can just show yeah, not even sure i'll be like oh yeah she's pretty fucked meryl streep mentioned even though she's not even in any movies this year yeah meryl it's streep based meryl streep cameos in mama mia here we go again just so she gets the invite to the oscars like does that count meryl should we let you in here 
Um, so the point of action movie bingo, like they said, is to watch an action movie with us um, and basically get hammered as the cliches take place. Now, what I the squad blog that Banner referenced will be linked in the comments here. So go click that for the uh, the rules, basically, or how to set it up. I even have the link in there to set up your bingo cards. But what I wanted to do was I copied and pasted in the show notes. Geiger, I don't know if you have it up. Yep, um, I got them. A couple of like the the best cliches that you guys sent over to us to put on the bingo cards and we're each i thought it'd be cool to each read a few of these and then if you have like we won't have one for all of these but if you have a movie that springs in your head like oh my god this obviously fucking happens in that movie bring it up i think it'd be fun to briefly talk about so geiger what are some of the ones that you had so at bro for squad is where you can find us on twitter guys and you know if you have a couple more send them in and then keep an eye out because we probably will be doing it shortly with sports movies and everything else we mentioned so Here's a couple of the ones I have. Good guy's wife, girlfriend, daughter is kidnapped or used against them. Good guy's friend slash partner betrays them. Good guy unretires, returns to the life he swore off, and any type of countdown or timer that the hero has to stop. So obviously the first one, like Taken. I'm pretty sure Ed right. Harrison Ford, how many times did he said, give me my family back? <laughs> no, that's a uh, Liam Neeson and Taken. No, but Harrison Ford. Uh, Harrison oh, Ford says Force it in a ton of one. Yeah, yeah, check out the commentary on that. It's only our highest viewed one ever. Give me my family back. Good, good guy's friend or partner betrays him. That reminds me of SWAT with uh, Jeremy Renner and Colin Farrell. Oh yeah, that yeah happens. I forgot Golden about that. Goldeneye, obviously. Twice because the other guy betrays him at the end too. Uh, the shitty Indiana Jones movie, Goldeneye. <laughs> yep. That's just, like, such a common trope. And the, he's always like, we were brothers. And the guy's like, sorry, money talks. Some stupid fucking iteration of that. Yeah, guy retires, returns a life he swore off. That's basically John Wick, if you're just saying, like, yes. which, is, or, uh, which is coming out this what's week. That, but, what's uh, that one with Liam Neeson also where he's on the train? Uh, Passenger? Just saw it. Com- the commuter. The commuter. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's an ex-cop. He's, he's like, an I ex-cop. Ne- I swear I'd never go back. I mean, every sequel to Fast and Furious, one last ride, six times. That's not really an action movie. That's more of a Western. But the whole movie, I'm just like, okay, when's Clint just going to like say enough's enough and kill everyone here? Yeah. Like, stop uh, burying the lead. Uh, last one, any type of countdown or timer. I mean, that's pretty much every movie that's too, pretty right? Pretty much every single one, yeah. One that Give... comes to my mind is uh, Speed. Oh yeah, that's all that movie is. That's all that it's movie just is. A countdown clock. Yeah, Speed and Speed Two, they're both that way. I'm pretty sure any and every James Bond movie has some variation of that. I thought about doing like chug your beer if he stops the timer at one second, but that would just be dangerous. But... Everybody's chugging their beer every time. Yeah, it's the cruise ship. Was Keanu in it? I don't remember. I I think think... he came back, but I don't think Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I think he was back, but I'm almost positive. Maybe it's the other way around. Speed two cruise control. So just yeah, <laughs> I never knew that. I was it's, like, why? Like, literally, this guy has the worst luck if he's on another thing like that. It's crazy. Like, Fuck! How'd this happen, bro? This summer it happens again. <laughs> Except it's released in December, Christmas time. Right? That's why cool. would Why would you want a movie on the ocean to be released in the summer? Does it make it? Just sense? doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> All right, Ben. Release some more on us. All right, so 
Uh, we've got henchman can't shoot for shit. Bad guy tells the hero some version of quote, "We're not so different, you and I." <laughs> Car chase and they barely fit through the gap, or we're not gonna make it. And good guys escape from being t- tied up, or in some seemingly incapacitating situation. So like right Indiana off- Jones is a good one of that. They're in the the pit with all the snakes. There's no way they're getting out of that. Or like, I, I two of these are Austin Powers makes fun of. I know Geiger knows the exact scenes because there's the one where he ties up Austin and Scott's like, "You're just gonna leave. You're not gonna like watch him die." He's like, "No, I'm gonna assume everything goes according to plan." What? <laughs> Austin Powers does make a fun of a lot of these actually, and I'm reading them. And I'm pretty sure that Doctor Evil has the speech to Austin where he goes, "Well, you know, we're not so different, you and I." Yeah. It's like in the first one, I think. I think almost every superhero movie has that speech where the villain is like telling the hero his motivation. And he's like, you know, if you think about it, we're really not that different. Zod does it to Clark. Joker does it in The Dark Knight. Definitely. Thanos does it. Zemo does it, I'm pretty sure. In oh, War. yeah, yeah, definitely. At least to Bla- to T'Challa at the end. I mean, really, you could say it to anyone. It's like, you're, we're not so different. I want death, you want life. I'm like, yeah, but that's like two of the most opposite things. Yeah, like those don't seem to be. We needed. both want something, I guess. Uh, henchmen can't shoot for shit. I mean, any Star Wars movie, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But it's like, where do these villains get black market mercenaries that can't hit anything? I mean, they're they're off the bottom shelf, Jeff. And then the. Car chase where they barely fit through a gap and say, we're not going to make it. I mean, obviously, every bad boys movie. That's Martin Lawrence. It's like <laughs> that's that. And that right there is one of the best chase scenes in bad boys, too. He's like, you sunk a boat. How did you how did you sink a boat? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I love when the hero's like, we're going to make it like reassuring him. I think every Star Wars too, someone says something close like that. Never tell me the odds. That's yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good one too. I got a bad feeling about this. Kind of goes in that same same bucket. I know he says it in Kong Skull Island, but is there multiple movies where Samuel Jackson says, "Hold on to your butts"? He says it in Jurassic Park and Kong Skull Island. I yeah. I know. I know he says it in Jurassic Park because okay. he's got the cigarette like hanging out of his mouth, all cool like. And it's right before they turn off the uh, power. Don't don't judge me on my knowledge of Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, now it feels really cheap that he says it in Kong Skull Island because it's when he they're in the helicopter and they're like flying into Skull they're Island. They're going into that storm thing. I actually remember that now. Yeah. And I didn't know why that line was like so significant to people. Now it just feels cheap. It's eh, a great All line. Right. <clears throat> Last couple we kind of just talked about touched on this one villain explains his plan to the hero for some reason it's usually when the hero is like tied up and he thinks he's dead that's that is james bond to a t right there (laughs) why are you telling me every single plan if i get out of here i'll know exactly how to stop it right but and then you're also you're not getting out and then he always leaves him there to go like do the plan i guess happening at the same time any iteration of innocent people will die is said that's from the hero any form of let's finish this or one last time is said. Someone presumed dead comes back. And then this one is my... F- oh, God. Expendables 3, That's it's an orgy of that. 
And then this last one is my favorite. It doesn't apply to sequels, but some of them actually might be the case. But the title of the movie is said. So like, yeah, Bad Boys. They Bad Boys. Something. John Wick. Do they say Expendables in the Expendables? I can't remember. I mean, they're called the Expendables. I'm just trying to yeah. think if anyone actually says it out loud. You can. Would you count uh, the Avengers? Yeah, because they say the Avenger Initiative. Does that yeah, count? I think so. Innocent people will die is great because like they, the bad guy explain. Usually that one and the villain explains his plan come back to back because the bad guy explains his plan and the good guy goes innocent people will die and the bad guy's like yeah I know I fucking made the plan. I understand that will happen. And then let's finish this or one last time. I I would be shocked if that was not applicable to every Fast and Furious movie in some version. And we can be a little bit vague with this. Like it doesn't have to be those exact lines, but if they're like I'm pretty sure it's those exact lines in all the Fast and Furious movies. I know in Bad Boys for Life, because I called Geiger right after it. I was like, they said one last time in it. (laughs) (laughs) And Geiger's like, then did Martin Lawrence go, unless this makes two hundred and fifty million dollars at the box. I really hope they don't make any more of those movies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd <would> be worried. <laughs> All right. Well, that is action movie bingo. Before we move on, is there anything that uh, you guys want to say about the iteration? Again, this is, I think, one of our Bro Force Squad creations that we're very proud of. It's very simplistic, but um, it combines our two favorite things, which is drinking and watching movies. So I'll say we've obviously we've only played this officially once, and that was when we watched John Wick. Uh, guys, it works. You get drunk, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You you kind of it makes you pay attention to things a little bit more, uh, but not in like a pretentious way. It's like you're hoping these things happen, or you know it's coming up and you can't wait to take that drink. Yeah, guys. Uh... Just do us a favor, listen to John Wick. I know like a lot of our fans are anyway, but do us a bigger favor and comment below what you liked, what you didn't like, maybe some stuff that you know you think should be on there, like a given or something like that. Like I said, this is the first time doing it. We'd like to do it for different movie commentaries as well with like superheroes and stuff, but it's only as good as uh, the fans will make it. Obviously, the fans came up with a lot of these that we use, so just comment and let us know. Yeah, the great thing about the game is obviously you can change up the bingo card every time. You can all have the same terms on your card in different order, or you can all even have different cliches. It doesn't really matter. The whole point is <clears throat> it gives you a reason to look for stuff in the movie. Like it to me, when I heard Geiger first describe it, I was like, "That's a really good game to play." Like before you got to the bars, whenever that's oh, yeah. a, th- a thing again. <clears throat> all right. On to the next part of our show, our protein shake, where we go around and each talk about what is in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. I have 12 things, but I'm going to run through these quick because a lot of them are just movie commentaries. So to figure out who goes first, Geiger, how many things have you watched? Three. Three, Banner? Uh, I got like five. Okay, let me do a couple and then I'll let you guys go real quick. All right, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I finally Why? saw this. Check out the review banner and guys. Seen it? No, I hadn't. Oh. I had not. I obviously love Jurassic World, but I hadn't seen this one. 
Um, and that's where the love stops. <laughs> check out, <laughs> yeah, check out the review okay. from from a few years ago that Banner and Geiger did. Um, this was part of that DVR purge, so I had like free HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax for a month, and I went through and just started DVR, like, all right, set to DVR all the movies that I was kind of interested in watching. Going back through it, this is one of them. Banner, you're gonna be pissed. I, I know fucking you liked it. You love this movie. I love this. Lose movie. my number. It For was good? so good. I might even like it better than Jurassic World. Get the what? fuck out. I I just thought no, that, dude, no. The, the whole other side of Hammond's industry, it taking place in that mansion for the main part, I thought was so fucking cool. Um, I, I loved Owen and Claire's relationship, how like they're not together anymore and they really don't get together. I understand why you're mad, but Vayner, I think the stuff you're mad about hasn't even happened yet. It's going to happen in the next movie. And? And right, so the, so you're not mad at Fallen the, Kingdom. Wasn't the girl like part dinosaur too, or something? See, I she's never a saw clone, that, but not of a dinosaur. I was looking for that the whole time. That never happens. There's no, no dinosaur. She's just a regular clone. The, the thing, stupid. the thing I remember, the only thing I remember about it is that I saw it once, and it's been on a lot of streaming things, and I just never got the urge to see it again. So I've kind of, whenever Jeff brought up, I'm like, oh yeah, I said I must have not liked it too much because I have not pressed play so, ever since Matt, this go- fucking thing came out. Matt, go give it another poke, because on the review, Matt, you're like, this was solid, right? And then Banner just shits all over it, and you're kind of like, damn, okay, maybe maybe it wasn't well, that good. Well, I, I didn't, I thought it was okay, <laughs> it was fine. I had a fun watching it, of course, it was in the summer, it's Jurassic World movie, but it, it, there's it's nowhere close to Jurassic World, nowhere fucking it's, close. It, agree to disagree, man, that's why the pod's great. It's will... my second favorite Jurassic Park movie. <sighs> what? Yeah. More than the first one? No, my second favorite. So it goes this. So it goes the original Jurassic Park, this one, then Jurassic World, I Correct. guess, because the other two yeah. suck. Then Lost World, then Jurassic Park three. You don't know how disgusted I am with you right now. <laughs> I just, dude, we I was went watching to a it. commentary on this, but our Jurassic World commentary has got like no views at all, and I don't really yeah. understand it. And it has the best <laughs> quote of ever in it. Like, there's, Jurassic there's, Park some, there's some fucking ones that I'm like, dude, this is never on TV. Jurassic World's on TV all the time, and, like, no one watches this. I don't understand that. It's a perfect fucking commentary, too. Go check I it was out. Wa- I was watching it, waiting for it to get bad, and I was like, dude, I love this movie. It, it has a great place- first act. I love the first act. I love the idea of her trying to save them, but I like my dinosaurs on an island trying to get off, not them already off see i see, like the ended though because wasn't there uh wasn't there a uh what's the fucking bird pterodactyl. that fly yeah. pterodactyl in vegas and yeah. i was like dude okay yeah. i could fuck with this and then you got the tyrannosaurus rex and the lion at the zoo like that was, going yeah. toe-to-toe I, i'd be see, like i'd be interested i'm yes, interested yeah. no i don't I even know. like the first act as much i really like the second act where they like sneak i just love everything the in the fucking mansion. raptor thing that they did was stupid the oh, new dinosaur so they made? Cool. It's all in close quarters, and they use, like, that the ram head guy to break out of their cell. I, I don't know. I fucking loved this movie, dude. I fucking loved it. Um, all right. Alley Cat Strike. I watched that. We did a movie commentary on it. Check for that. That's dropping next week. It's the Disney Channel original movie, of course. Kaylee Cuoco's probably first film. Boehner, you were on it. Anything you want to say to tease the people about the movie commentary? Uh, there's a lot of bowling in it. And, <laughs> wow. Way to uh, tickle the balls there. That'll that'll up the views. <clears throat> uh, uh, we... No, 
it's a it's a fun fun movie to go back and uh, revisit, bringing you back to the childhood. Um, I had a rough time, uh, but you guys should go and uh, watch it, <laughs> then you'll know why. Why, why did you have a rough? Oh, because you didn't like it. No, I. You guys kept calling me a racist. Oh, that's right, we did. Uh, we got really into the West versus East Appleton rivalry and poked. Uh, a, there was a couple holes we found in that, but for the most part, airtight. I'm just saying, East Appleton all the way. Yeah. You, you're, I see you rocking the letter jacket for East Appleton. I watched Stumptown season one. This is a show on that was on ABC with Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother and Jake Johnson from Jurassic World and, of course, New Girl. Uh, really check this out, Banner. It's actually based on a graphic novel. Okay. Um, it's about this girl named Dex Perios, who Kobe Smulders plays, who uh, is like an Iraqi war vet. She was an interrogator in the war. It's, it has a lot of humor in it, though, too. But she comes back and becomes a private investigator in Portland. And Jake Johnson is her best friend who owns a bar. Um, <clears throat> and it's pretty interesting, like, the case you follow through the first season. And I love Kobe Smulders and Jake Johnson, so right down my alley. Stumptown. Highly recommend it. How'd you, how'd you watch said Stumptown? It is on Hulu, actually. So if you have Hulu, um, really good watch. 40-minute episodes, so the wife and I would watch one like as we're eating dinner and then a little bit after, so it's great. Cruise through it. Uh, on the Kobe Smulders kick, I watched a movie with her and Justin Long, a dramedy called Literally Right Before Aaron. This came out in like 2016. Um, and I love Justin Long. I usually like romantic comedies with him in it. This thing is a piece of dog shit. Stay away from it. <clears throat> Nothing happens. There's no movie. It's four or five different scenes of Justin Long being awkward somewhere, which I normally find hilarious, but you have to insert that into a plot. You can't just do that four straight times. Not a big Justin Long guy. I'm I'm getting to the point where it's getting hard for me to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> like at some point, bro, you gotta like you, he's hey, annoying in dodgeball. He's great in waiting. Like, you were great as the receptionist I, in The Breakup, but you're Yeah, I hated him in Accept, Accepted. I hated him in that movie. Yeah, he's the worst part of that. I don't know. Stop talking because you're making it impossible for me to say he doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> so literally right before Aaron, this one's also on Hulu, but uh, I wouldn't. I would stay away from it. The trailer's going to lure you in. Don't fall for it. There's a couple funny scenes, but not much there. All right, two more, and then I'll toss it over to Geiger. These are both movie commentaries uh, w that we did. One is Tarzan, the 1999 animated Disney movie. This is on Netflix right now. Uh, it's also Our commentary is also on Apple Podcasts or YouTube right now. And I watched the movie with uh, the commentary that Geiger and Banner did. And, yes, I'm a little bit biased, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and made the movie very, very much even more enjoyable. Um and if you're worried about, well, I don't want to listen to the commentary because I'll miss the Phil Collins parts. Don't worry, Banner annoyingly sings half yeah, the fucking Banner music. Banner sings a lot of them. <laughs> what? I like them, okay? One of them, Geiger's like trying to say something about the movie and Banner just won't stop. Yeah, he like won't take a hint that I have a point to make. <laughs> I had a point to make too. And I think I made it. That's fair. You did. You're right about that. And then last one before I toss it over to Geiger. Uh, John Wick. That's dropping this Friday. By the time you listen to this, probably tomorrow on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Um, and that one is our movie commentary. You can watch that along with us, John Wick. Um, and we play, of course, as the aforementioned action movie bingo to it. So 
uh, a first for one of our movie commentaries. And I think a fun one this Friday, crack open a beer, make your action movie bingo card. I'll have everything linked in the description and let's get drunk and have some fun during this quarantine. All right. That's about half my list. Geiger, I get turn it over to you. Okay, first, uh, HBO Now, I canceled my subscription um, because they made Brand King, enough said. But apparently it's free now, so I got back on there. Started watching <laughs> True Blood. Um, and that's what you go to watch, is True Blood. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt real quick. I've seen it, ever. Um, this is the thing with quarantine, man. I'm doing shows, not movies. I want shows, and... Uh, it's very interesting. It has a Rob Zombie feel to it, like the directing and stuff. I'm into it. I've watched one episode. I'm probably going to watch more. But I only watched one episode because I finally just sat down and decided, okay, the first two episodes I was not fucking into at all, but I'm just going to go and just power through the first season of Peaky Blinders on Netflix. This show, I can't – I want to compare it to Sons of Anarchy so fucking bad because it's very similar. It's especially how slow, Cleon Murphy. Right? It's way slower in Sons of Anarchy, way slower. But how Killian Murphy and uh, Charlie Hunnam kind of play the lead character, and they're both part of a gang, and they run guns, and uh, they're more of a, you know, do liquor at a bar than drugs or something like that. It is very slow, but it is very good, and I finished the first season, and I am hooked now. Like, I, I'm, I got to know a lot of the characters, and they're very interesting, and they're starting to get some layers and stuff. Very storytelling, but... You can't really do a shoot 'em up thing when it's like 1918. Like you just can't. So it's 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 a That's lot what of people like would shoot you with their gun like in their fucking jacket. Yeah, and the, my problem is is that's like one of my worst times of the year, like of our existence. Just give me either the Civil War, give me cowboys, but just skip the whole fucking Roaring Twenties. I'm just really not into that. But actually, like I made punk. it so far now, I'm just waiting for Tom Hardy to come in, because I know that he comes in, and I hear it's a very good time when he does. The I'll tell you this. Things, Sorry, real quick, because I have a quick question for you. But yeah, give me Bane and Scarecrow, and all of a sudden you have my attention. So with True Blood, my question for you, because I was kind of surprised you said you were enjoying it. Is it not as poppy as I had heard? Or at least not yet in the show? Because I, I thought did. it was going to be more like a Riverdale type. I thought it was too, but the way they... Uh, it's very it's not like pop music but it's not hard rock it's more like alternative rock if that makes any sense to you okay that's my so, jam so it's not it's yeah it's not zombie movies but it's not fucking dawson's creek either it's not something See, on the cw that's what i was worried it and there's in. a lot of there's a lot of sex in it a lot of tits and ass it's very hbo once you made the sale yeah. um because I had heard that it was – or I would, was, was worried it was more like a sort of a teeny bopper. It might get there, but it hasn't so far. It's not that bad. And I, is it I, – I would be watching more of it, but I really just decided I'm going to hunker down and fucking just plow through Peaky Blinders. And it's very slow, but it is good and very character development. The other two things I watched on Netflix – um, the Kill Bills are on there, so I watched the first one of that, which are very hidden Tarantino movies. I never see these on TV. They're always playing – Glorious Bastards or Pulp Fiction or uh, uh, Django, but these movies are very fucking good. I've it's actually fantastic. haven't seen a Kill Bill in probably about ten years. I love how I forgot how good they. Are. Yeah. So you just watched and the, the first last one? movie. Uh, I just watched the first one. I'll watch the second one probably this weekend. Sorry, I have one last question about True Blood. <clears throat> is it contemporary? Like, is it set in modern day, or is it one yeah, of these modern. things where? It's... Okay. 
Because I think the other thing I had maybe heard from someone who clearly didn't know what the fuck they were talking about is it was like kind of medieval times, but they were trying to use like language and like social norms like it was no, today. It, it reminds me of X-Men, how um, they have like vampires among them. People are aware they're among them and they're like, are they here to hurt us? Are they here? You know, but I can far, get into that. Banner kind of perked up when I said X-Men, but so far Banner, it makes sense. Um, I'm only one episode. <laughs> X-Men's like, throughout the first movie, we didn't fuck up the continuity. Like, but that's, <laughs> that's not true. even yeah, possible. You didn't fuck that up till. Actually, speaking oh, of yeah. X-Men, isn't Anna Paquin in it, who played Rogue? Or is that a different show? Maybe? I'm pretty sure she is in it. I don't know. Or at some point. I, I, she, I didn't recognize her. Maybe she got the gap in her tooth closed. Yeah, right. she probably doesn't have a, a gray streak in her hair either. Uh, the last thing I watched, which I think I'm just going to say, this is the top 100 movie ever, and that's The Social Network. This is one of the greatest fucking movies I've ever seen. And also, it's a part of American history, whether you like it or not. This is about as, uh, I mean, people didn't die making Facebook, but this goes right down with, like, you know, the Civil War or something that basically changed the it way... It started Americans, social media. Yeah, it started pretty much social media and changed the way Americans just interact with each other and the way they share information. This is the new newspaper. I mean, Facebook, this is how people get their news now because you, I, it's insane. And the way it came up, and it's so well acted, and the score banner is so fucking good. It's and a just great the directing, It's fucking brilliant. And every time I watch it, I'm like... Why isn't this like up there with Shawshank Redemption? This is one of the greatest movies I've ever fucking seen. I think and it's Justin one of the best. Timberlake, every time he acts, he's brilliant. Every fucking time. I think this is one of the best casted uh, like oh, okay. biopics I've ever seen. Yes. Agreed. One and of my also, favorite lines from Timberlake sorry, is... Sorry, Jeff. You know, you know the movie's good whenever you show it to someone for the first time or you tell someone. This is where he got his start. This is where she got... It's like The Breakfast Club. Yeah. I'm like... Zuckerberg wasn't that big until this. No one ever heard of Army Hammer, and this basically catapulted um, Andrew fuck. Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield, and then Rooney Mara is obviously Alpha Dog, but this basically made him like, oh my god, he can do that role. He just doesn't have to be funny. Rooney Mara also plays. It's it's more of a it's kind of a glorified cameo, but she plays his girlfriend who he breaks up with in the very beginning. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Check um, the Jones, Quincy Jones's daughter from The Office is in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines from that movie, Geiger, you'll love this, is when who's, – who's the Napster guy? Just into, what's his character's name again? John Parker. John Parker. John Parker. The line that he has – I think it's Zuckerberg at their first meeting about how to approach VCs. And he goes, a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. <laughs> that, that's my favorite. If we're going to – do this movie that's my favorite scene when he orders the apple teenies then after he's like take out the the just facebook it's cleaner and then he just walks out i'm just like god he just comes in there and rules the room dude yeah he's and so he, great in that role and he had zuckerberg eating out of the palm of his hand from that first meeting and when when i uh when i watched that for the first time i had no clue the guy that created napster was part of facebook i had no clue of that i, never I didn't that. either yeah, I think he got in his legal – this is in the movie, I think. But he got in his legal trouble like just as they were coming up, so they took his name off the masthead. Yeah. But he was – like his connections in Silicon Valley are what got VCs interested at first. Yeah. 
I also love the line. I always think of like, this is us with Cycli in like 10 years when he takes over the pod. When Eduardo Saverin goes, I thought they were my lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Cycli basically fires all of us somehow and takes it over and then sells it to like 15 year old kids. Yeah. He's like, also, you guys signed over your firstborn child to me. You didn't really. He's like, you really should have had your lawyers look over this. Like, I thought you were like, my lawyer. I thought lawyer. you were my lawyer. <laughs> Uh, what's the line that he says when Eduardo like is about to go over and fuck up Zuckerberg's laptop? The guy's like, oh, no, he's wired in. Is that yeah, what he says? Yeah. <laughs> this guy I used to work with used to always say that when a guy was like, like not to bother him. He would make fun of him like, oh, no, he's wired in. It's like, yeah? an interesting thing, and you know, you got to take it all with a grain of salt because it's a certain point of view. But the Winklevoss twins, like they weren't going to create Facebook. They're just going to create a thing for Harvard, and that was it. You know, so, so – not to get into a mini review, but to get into a mini review, who do you think it paints the worst? Because I actually think as I've rewatched it, I get that Zuckerberg is like the easy villain to hate, but he's actually shown to be maybe the smartest of anybody in it. Um, I think the Winklevosses, it paints them to be like people who like maybe they had an idea, but they had no like Facebook would not be Facebook if they got credit for it, if they no, took control no, because they just want to strictly keep it to Harvard and then maybe do like just Ivy League things. So it wasn't like every single person, even like a 10 year old could get on it. So I understand, though, that basically Zuckerberg should have been up front with them, be like, hey, man, like, I don't want to do this. If, if everything on that movie is true, too. I mean, obviously. Any movie takes a lot of royalties, but I, I don't. It's a tough situation. I'm glad they were compensated for Facebook, though. It it makes Saverin Andrew Garfield's character definitely look like he's the most sympathetic. Like he got screwed the worst, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but also he was providing the. No, he should have just been like, dude, I'm quitting my fucking job and just gonna do this Facebook thing. Yeah, although I kind of don't blame him because at the time you were like, dude, it's a website. Like, those aren't even a thing. Like, we're not going to fucking yeah, right. this, yeah. you know? Nowadays, if someone had a cool app idea, you'd be like, okay, when when can I quit? Like, let's go. I bet Zuckerberg is, the, like, the biggest douchebags ever if you meet him. I would love to go to one of those uh, pool parties at their shitty house in Silicon Valley, though. It's sick, yeah. They're grilling out. Banner's like, let's just bring some brats and uh, we're fucking... Then they right in. Banner's like, no shirts, though, right? Obviously. I mean, I could put on a Hawaiian shirt if we have to. I didn't realize it was classy, though. We're not buttoning it, though. This isn't church. No. Come on. It's not even Sunday. I'm glad you brought that up, Geiger. We should do a bro back on that. I would love to talk about that movie. I don't know if we could do a commentary. I don't know if it's that type of movie, but I would definitely have to do something else on it. We can do any type of movie. I was going to say, please. Challenge accepted. Yeah, we could. We could make it funny. It's just, yeah. That was awesome. Anything else, Geiger? No, I'm good. All right, Banner, what you got? All right, so we went back and revisited Inside Out, Amy Poehler, the Pixar movie, uh, about her little girl Riley's emotions and how they all work together. Amy, Amy Poehler's a voice in that? Yeah, pretty sure. I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's it, it was fine. It was good. Not, not a... Gr- great Pixar movie definitely not my favorite not even top half but it's not bad um I think it's kind of fun to go back and look at a look at something from a child's point of view um and this you're literally in her brain 
um, going through a big life event like moving. It's it's good. There's some funny parts, some cute things. Man, that's about all I have to say about it. Won't watch it again unless I'm forced to by my set, my two year old. But hey, yeah. Wait, How many movies are you watching with your two year old that you're like, this is fine. Also, I'll probably never ever watch this fucking thing again. Uh, watched the live action 101 Dalmatians a couple weeks back. Yeah, felt like that. It was fine. Glenn Close. No, that was a thing. Yeah, it came that, out like, was that movies or was that straight to Disney Plus? I don't know. I think it went. No, this was made in like 1994. Five or ninety eight, maybe. Oh, the one with Glenn, Glenn Close, Close and oh, okay. uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those ones that I'm like, eh, it was harmless, but never gonna watch it again. Uh, watched uh, Up. Great Pixar movie. Love Up. What do you mean I love Up? It's a good movie. You, just you always up. talk about Up. I don't always. This is like the. This is probably the first time I ever talked about Up. Well, it was part of our tournament thing, I think. It didn't make the tournament, I don't think. Did it? It might have. I think. What's so. wrong with Up? There's nothing wrong with Up. Nothing. I just remember you really politicking for it when it was that tournament. I might have been. It's I mean, I'll great... say this: first ten, first five minutes, great. The squirrel part is great, but I mean, it's good. What a, really, what a divided movie two, two guys we have here with Jurassic World and Up. <laughs> I don't even know you. This pod has changed you. <laughs> I was also thinking, I, I for those listening at home, I just took a piss real quick, so I missed what Boehner said. But I was realizing how much we've grown. Geiger just talked about Kill Bill, Peaky Blinders, and The Social Network. And then, of course, because you have a young daughter, now we're going to get like the kids movie. You get everything when you come to the Bro Four Squad podcast. All of it. Tim's ass, and then also something for your two-year-old to watch. <laughs> Look, we have a little for somebody. We're like chilies. You're always going to find something on the menu you like. Yeah, except there might not be a fight at the table next to you. Actually, there probably will There be. probably will be. Um, went back, watched a few episodes of that 70s show. I've watched the first disc. I, yes. I have the oh, entire sure. series on DVD. Popped the first disc in, watched that. Guys, it is a phenomenal show. Dare I say a damn near perfect show. <laughs> It is. It's that's, on Netflix, too. Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. See, that's what quarantine's about, is rediscovering a show and binging through all of it. We're, uh, that we're doing it. That shows something you can watch. You, uh, I can watch for, like, six hours, for real. And, and I don't even the, realize it's six hours later. Yeah. I, I think one of the best finales of a sitcom. Uh, I agree. I think it's – they did really, really good through five seasons. Six season, six season things started to get a little shaky. Seventh, they did what they can with what they had, and then they forced an eighth. They redeemed themselves in a final in the final episode. I remember Jeff, you watched it in our living room in college, and I said you have to watch this by yourself. And you watched it when all of us went to bed, and you woke me up, and we're like, dude, I just cried a little. Yeah, the finale is really emotional. It's, it, it, they did they did a really good job considering the flux of it's interesting too like the dynamics of the cast and if you go read about that show like it's even more intriguing it's but crazy that's ashton a documentary kutcher, i would love to watch yeah ashton kutcher leaves but he's still kind of like willing to he probably does like four episodes a season for like the last two seasons or so yeah topher so. grace left prematurely and obviously his career is i don't want to say it's it's been dwarfed by ashton kutcher's they both had varying levels of success but Eric 
was kind of the fulcrum of the show. And so when he left, it was tough to replace him. Yeah. And they did a really, they, the problem is, is they had enough meat on the bone with these other characters. They could have just omitted Eric and it would be fine, but they tried to replace him with another character. And that, in my opinion, is where they messed up. But without Eric, Red isn't as funny. Right. right. Um, and Fez Madonna... has, Fez is like a lefty specialist. Like he's got to be used sparingly. Yeah, right. Hyde, they kind of played out all they, the they emo. They replaced Kelso like... was when I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Why another kind of dude with nice hair that's dumb? I'm like, okay, I can't do this. Who was the guy, what was the name of the character who replaced, quote unquote, replaces Eric I, in the last I season? Uh, His brother is Seth Myers, and he was on Mad TV. Remember Kelso's brother was Luke Wilson? Yeah. yeah. He was that, awesome. That's a great four or five episodes. He's dating Donna. Yeah. It's in the oh, fourth yeah. season. He's calling her Pinciotti, doesn't even call her Donna. Yeah. Hey, Pinciotti. God, Luke Wilson is so goes, fucking cool. Love ya. Foreskin. Foreskin. And he's like 12 years older than him. Uh, so yeah, went back, watched a few episodes of that. Guys, it's great. Go back and watch it. And so uh, you guys know our Star Wars Rise of Skywalker commentary uh, has already dropped. On that commentary, we talked, may have been afterwards, I don't remember. We talked at length about Phantom Menace. So naturally, I had to go back and rewatch it. Guys, I've shifted my stance on a couple of things uh, with Phantom Menace, and I just, Uh-oh. I really need Are to. Are we about to argue story. again? We yeah. might. We actually might. Damn it. Um, you know, guys, I've changed. I've changed my stance on this, and I've got to admit, it feels pretty good to finally be able to get this off my chest. I've been thinking about it for a couple of days. It's really been weighing on me. Nobody comes to Jake Lloyd's defense when he says george lucas ruined my life i finally i think george lucas ruined his life ruined his career the dialogue in that movie is so fucking bad he honestly did the best he could with it i don't think anybody could have done this real quick has jake lloyd actually blamed george lucas for him being in prison he has he's joined lucas for ruining his life that's awesome you think we get jake lloyd on the pod i mean we could just call the jail. Like in Tiger King where they're like, collect call from so-and-so county prison. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we could just record it and put it on pod. That'd be sick. That'd I'm be sure he's fucking awesome. awesome. He if comes we on. Tell, like, we have Cycli call him as a lawyer and be like, hey, man, just I can maybe get your sentence down a couple years. And we're Frickin'. huge fans. And Cycli's talking to him. We're like, dude, wrap it up. We have some fucking questions. Uh, all of his dialogue is absolutely horrible. It's bad. Are you absolutely an angel? Horrible. It's yeah. It's which angels don't really make sense because they never talked about heaven or hell or anything. They just Magger, just okay. <laughs> Look, you can I, buy it or you don't. And I, also, in his defense, I know he has a. Uh, obviously, like half his scenes are probably with Qui Gon and Liam Neeson, but the other half, for a kid that age, are with either the. Uh, pit droids or um, Watto, which like, okay, give him bad dialogue, and he's nine, and now I have to act with like a green screen and, and then tennis ball. Fill in the blanks with Jar Jar and Natalie Portman. Oh God, Can yeah. I uh, say one thing though? That it's probably the greatest ever Star Wars poster, movie poster, where he's walking in this shadow as Darth the Vader. Shadow as Vader. Fuck yes, dude. 
in fucking sand. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, dude, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. That might have given me my first boner. That or Dr. Chase Meridian in Batman Forever for me. I can't remember. It was all a blur. (laughs) For more boner talk. All right. And another thing that I just, I know we're beating a dead horse with this, but Natalie Portman, 62% of what's wrong with this movie is her. Uh, is she mailing it in yet? Because she was really not. Uh, I mean, yes. I know she was in Leon the Professional, but how are you already fucking mailing it in at a Star Wars? Let movie? me let me point you to a specific part. One hour, 40 minute, 48 second mark. Holy shit. This <laughs> is time stamped her. Yes. <laughs> time this stamped you, bitch. When Queen Amidala finally reveals herself um, and lets the Gungans know she has a decoy and she's pleading with them. She asks them, hey, no, she begs them. To help. Oh, that's the worst. You're right. It is the worst line in the history of cinema. We ask you. No, no we beg we you. We beg you. And then that's... she gets on a fucking knee. No. So it, I'm sure. It sounds like when I was in first grade trying to read the textbook out loud to the rest of my class. <laughs> Quanto, the Indian chief. It's. It's, it's embarrassing how fucking bad it is. Let me throw a quick what if at you, and Geiger loves a good cat fight. We, we talked on the commentary, obviously, Kira Knightley was her, what would you say, not body dub, but she played like the... Yeah, the, the, they hated each other. Probably. And Natalie Portman was like infamously horrible to her. Switch those roles. Not that Kira Knightley is some world beater, but she's a very, very good actress. If she was actually Padme and Natalie Portman was the bitch who got cast off, do you think our lives would be any better? I do. I really do. I mean, I th- I think we saw the a little bit of uh, this small problem called dialogue in the movie and lines, but I, yeah, but, I mean, I like Kira Knightley way better than Natalie Portman, so that's true. But if you give me bad dialogue and then I also don't give a fuck and don't try, now we have <laughs> a colossal yeah. fuck up. It's like, so, like, yeah, you're on a bad team, but you can at least take difference. a charge now and then, you know. How many Kira Knightley movies have you seen where she mails it in? Zero, I'll say that. Right. You, you and McGregor. Natalie Portman mails so in, in one out of franchise three. where she could have mailed in, and she didn't. Just pirates. So she's Geiger. <laughs> you and McGregor, this is an insanely deep cut. You and McGregor is like Michael Carter Williams on the process 76ers. He's like, yeah. this team is horrible, but someone has to score 20 points. Tonight. Yeah. Like so literally, I'm going to, I'm going to make the all-star team. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to make the playoffs. I'll tell you that, but I'm going to make the all-star team. But Someone's got to shoot every time we come down court, right? Like someone has to, it's an NBA game. So I'll do it. The team's dog shit, but I'll get my stats. That's what you and McGregor did. His your new empire. That was him. Like, I'm going to fucking hustle. I'm going to run out this ground ball, even though we're down seven runs in the night. I will go. I will go to my grave. I will be. I will go to my grave saying that was a great scene. I, I think that was a great scene. scene. I do. Yeah. I and anyone was well acted. I thought it was pretty well directed. Even though it's green screened. I, I don't care. It was a great, it's a great cap to the second best lightsaber fight in the entire franchise. Yep. First best, of course, in Phantom Menace, right? Was I right? I don't know if we got this on pod on, I think it was the end of Star Wars, but Banner, you you have a fucking large meat lovers coming, a doobie, and a 12-pack of beer. What what Star Wars movie are you Oh, yeah, it's Phantom Menace. We went over this. Yeah. yeah I don't know course. if we got it on pod, though. So we I did. To ask we did, again. because what we said was, if, if you go by story and plot, Phantom Menace... 
honestly is probably the worst, maybe second worst. Too but much of you, the trade bullshit. There's right? yeah, too much explaining. There's a with lot that of bullshit. politics going on. Like you got to kind of pay attention. Actually, as a kid, I'm like, just fucking fight each other. I'm yeah. Like, as far as a, with all that being said, it is the most fun Star Wars movie out there. Pod racing, Duel of the Fates. It's Darth, Darth Maul. Darth Maul in general. It's fantastic. To quote Guy, Star Wars again, when Geiger was framing that question to Banner on the Rise of Skywalker commentary, it's like, all right, you got 12-pack pizzas coming. What Star Wars do you watch? I wanted to go, it's a trap! It's a trap! <laughs> he knows. He's lead, He's like describing the best possible scenario to watch Phantom Menace. It's like, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's Anyway, went back and watched that. That's all I got for you guys. That's awesome. All right, I, just, I'll run. I need to get a couple things off my chest with that. Jake Lloyd's obviously not the problem, and George Lucas did ruin his life. Is Jake Lloyd still in prison? I, as far as I'm concerned, I yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm out. gonna text Cycle tomorrow. I guarantee you, we, I, I, I think we could get him on the pod somehow. <laughs> um, I feel like he got let out on parole and then he fucked up again, like really quick. Is he on? Is he on Twitter? I'll look. Oof. There's probably a lot of fake accounts. Geiger probably runs a couple of them. I'll just say the <laughs> I mean, real yeah. Jake Lloyd. Geiger has an account called Jake Lloyd's Teardrop Tattoo, where he just goes and talks, tells other people to kill themselves on social media. All right, I have a few more things, then we'll get to do you in lift, bro. A couple of these, we'll go real quick. Rise of Skywalker, watched it. Movie commentaries out now. Uh, get it on VOD by the Blu-ray DVD. Check it out. The Bro Four Squad commentaries on Star Wars are always excellent. Speaking of commentaries, this one is not going to drop until... Geiger, when, when is golf happening again? Probably June. Okay. Mid-June. Hopefully sooner. But uh, Geiger, Thurman, and I did Cat, excuse me, Caddyshack. Obviously, like, probably pound for pound the greatest golf movie of all time. That's debatable. But one of the rare comedy movie commentaries we did, and Geiger, I don't know about you, but I thought this one actually led to a lot of really fun conversations. Yeah, me don't... and Thurman did Tin Cup, which is technically a comedy, I guess, but this one is a full-blown, like, classic 80s comedy. And, yeah, I thought it went really well. It was a very good discussion piece, Broforce Squad style, so <laughs> keep your eyes peeled on that for around June. And a nice dichotomy because Thurman and Geiger are basically scratch golfers, and I have like a 36 handicap. So you get a little bit of the golf talk, and then you get a little bit of whatever stupid shit I say. Um, three movies I'll get through real quick because then, Geiger, I want you to have a quick conversation about this. But I watched a movie called Getaway from 2013. This is part of that DVR purge. This is Ethan Hawke. Selena Gomez, Ethan Hawke is like a getaway driver who hears this voice in his ear. His wife has been kidnapped. Action movie, bingo, drink. And the whole movie, it's literally just six uh, action set pieces of him driving his car away from people while John Voight is the voice in his ear. I gave this, I think, a half star on Letterboxd, the biggest piece of dog shit I've seen in a long time. It took me, I'm not even kidding you, the movie's an hour, 28 minutes. It took me six different sittings to get through it. No, I have a five. I have a five-time limit cap. The only reason I kept going back to it when I would click like recordings, you know, like on your DVR, it's at it, the top of the it list. It pops up like, "You still watching this?" I'm like, "Fuck, I just want to get rid of it." All right, give me. I'll give you a few more minutes, and I'm like working it's in the like back. Vegetables on your plate. Like I still got to finish this before I eat my cake. <laughs> like, god damn it! I can't guys, try to put gravy so and salt on it. 
I for, I've got one more thing I, I got. I watched. I don't mean to interrupt you, Horns. No, no, go for it. This is important. Uh, did you guys know there's a new, and I'm going to use this term in air quotes, new Bachelor on right now? God damn it. Yes, I did. Listen yeah, to your yes. heart. Yes, listen to your heart. You watched it? No. Oh, well, I did. <laughs> the guy gets offended. What the fuck's wrong with you? I watched it. Banner I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't understand. They've got guys and girls. They're all quote unquote singers, and they are throwing them in a house. Girls have to pick guys. I think they are now a couple for the remainder of the season, and they're in a singing competition. Not exactly sure if that's the case. Um, I have an alternate theory about what the Bachelor and Bachelorette is. So sorry, real quick, is there like a one guy or girl who's like picking between other people, or it's just like a dating house? Oh like a... yeah, they're all a bunch of fucking whores. No, but I mean, like, is so, there one one guy who's like picking a bunch of girls and one girl? No, 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 no. There's like fourteen, or it's like twelve guys and eight girls, and four guys get eliminated after the first episode. So there's no one like giving out rope. There's no like one person for either sex. No, there was the females gave roses to the males. Is there any reference to COVID-19? I mean, obviously I'm not an idiot. I know this is pre-recorded, but they're obviously touching each other and really close to each other. Not yet. There's there's if they die, they die. I know they had to stop recording at some point or stop filming the show at some point because of COVID-19. They have not said anything yet about it. Um, Is Chris Harris in there? Of course, Chris Harris of course is there. Of course, Chris Harris. Come on. Jesus, Jeff. And he's still dropping wisdom. Come on. That that that's like dying, going to heaven, be like, oh, is, is God up here? And Jesus? <laughs> yeah, of course, Chris Harrison's fucking there. Jeez, that's a great analogy. Um, Perfect one too, because Chris Harrison is totally an analogy. It, it's it's is it good? No. Am I vested? Yeah. So <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated. How long are the episodes? This one was two hours. Ow. Yeah, the first one was two hours yeah. all the time. No chance. It did take me three times to watch it. I did skip a little bit. The wife continued. So I wasn't in it for the whole three hours. I, I caught enough of it to get the gist of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take too long to get the gist. But... Yeah, it's the type of show you could kind of drop it middle way through. Like, I got it. All right. Uh, two more things I watched. Knowing... Uh, this is a movie with Nicolas Cage and Rose. It's a good Murray. movie. I like Dude, it. It was intriguing. So I listened to it because another movie podcast I listened to did a retro review on it. This would be one that uh, – I dropped my mic. Everyone okay? Um, Banner, I think it would be cool if you and I did a bro back on this at some point. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, and Geiger, you'll like it. The director, Alex Proyas, this came out in, I think, 2013, but he did The Crow. Oh, yeah. Now, this is much different from that, but obviously, like, that's one of your favorite movies. Yeah. I didn't even know the director that did The Crow. It's one of my favorite movies. When did it come out? Okay. If you, you got to bounce, that's fine. No, no. Thurman is is uh, FaceTiming me. We'll, we'll send him a message. We'll get him later. Wow. Um, I don't have much else to say about knowing because I think I can – without – I can't – Say anything without it's spoiling. really hard to explain the movie without spoiling anything, right? So, check it out if you can. And then, Banner, maybe if, if you find time or if you even remember it enough, I think it'd be really interesting for you and I to talk about it on a bro back. And I think, yeah, people... I need to go back and revisit it. It was because it is 
I watched it, it. I've only watched it once. It was like 10 years ago and I really enjoyed it. Ben Mendelsohn is in it. One of his first movies, probably. He's like another professor at MIT with Nicolas Cage. And it's not like bad Nicolas Cage. No. Like, it's not it's not I need money Nicolas Cage. It's, right. There's, I actually still care Nicolas Cage. Um and I think you can probably just it's kind of paint by numbers the first 30 40 minutes but the last it's only like an hour 35 the last 30 or 40 it's I don't know. I, I it's something that I think I would I would like to get your take on. I watched The Boy Next Door. I don't know if you guys remember this movie. It's where Jennifer Lopez plays a high school teacher who fucks her 19-year-old neighbor who also goes to the high school she teaches at. Realistic. Yeah, and he starts blackmailing her. Um, this thing is a total piece of shit, but it's so much fun. Uh, I think I give it a two and a half on Letterboxd just for entertainment factor. It's on I FX. Like the Last Kingdom. Total crock of shit. Very much. Uh, not like that. Um, if you have FX now, check it out. JLo's in it. She's always hot. She's good in it. The first 10 minutes, though, the acting is so bad, you'll literally laugh out loud, which I did. Boy Next Door. Not good. Uh, didn't hate. Wasn't great. That's what I'll say. All right. Last thing before we move on to the end of the show. Geiger, you, you might not have much to say about this, Banner. I can't remember if you said you watched this. But The Tiger King and I, which is the... I guess technically eighth episode of Tiger King. It's, it's really the reunion more... show. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like when Bachelor does like, uh, Geiger, what's it called on The Bachelor when the girls all come back? The Last Rose. Like the Tell All. Yeah, it's basically like that, but for Tiger King. Yeah. And it was made possible like through this quarantine situation because Joe McHale hosts and just kind of sits at home and interviews all the people except, of course, Carol Baskin, who I'm sure her lawyers told her not to go on this show. Um but all the other members of Tiger King that aren't in prison. I had a few questions that I thought would bring up some interesting points, but Geiger, real quick, your thoughts. I know you weren't the biggest fan of this thing. Obviously, it kind of feels like a cash grab. No, I, I was fine with the Tiger King. Like, it, it had its place. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with the Tiger King memes, and obviously, if you're at Broforce Squad, you've seen I partook quite a lot in those. But you don't have Joe Exotic. You don't have Carol Baskin. All these other guys basically were just doing a documentary thinking, okay, whatever, I'll do the documentary. But now that they're famous, they just seem to be like churching this up a little bit. And, you know, they got new hairdos and new teeth and everything. And like, these are all like the, I don't know, the B, C plus players. Like I want Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. I could really give a fuck less about any of these guys. Doc Antle's stuff was a little interesting, but other than that, I could I could really give a fuck less. It was just basically like, hey, here's another episode just so people can talk about it. But there's no – I don't think there's any great memes or anything coming out of this or any really good material. No. I mean it's it's interesting to see these guys like how celebrity has affected them in the yeah. you know, short period of time since this drop. But yeah, there's no bombshells. Banner, did you get to watch it? Yes, I did. I, I agree with everything. There was no bombshells. I mean – I think they shit on Joe Exotic a little bit more. I'm assuming all of them learned a little bit more about the story after they watched the documentary. And so they're like, I need to separate myself from this guy even more. That was kind of what I got. Um, I can't believe that the long haired dude like wasn't on drugs. <laughs> I'm, that is the most Vegas had shocking. that at plus 1400 that he was. Yeah, clean. that. Somebody made bank on that. That is insane to me. 
So I'll say this, and I think Geiger will agree. We're not Joe dis- exotic defenders at all, but it's real easy for everybody to fucking gang up on him when he's not on the show and behind bars. I know, and that's what right? I hated too. It's like he, <laughs> he wasn't there to defend himself on all this stuff. I was kind of surprised that the uh, the transgender who got his arm bitten off at the jail that that person's even didn't have his back. Yeah. And a lot of this too, man, is these people obviously need money. So that's why I'm so the, the documentary or the first part I figured was real. Now this is like, just like any type of media thing is like, Hey, everyone just trashed Joe on this. Okay. You're not going to be on it pretty much. Right. What it's, like, I like you know, this, his campaign manager who said, Fuck the feds. As soon as I get on some medicine and I'm not that shit crazy, I want to campaign again. The fuck is wrong with that guy? That guy, I, dude, he could be like just sitting in it. What are the odds he doesn't live in his mom's basement? No uh, just because I know he's in Oklahoma and the water table is so high, it's actually her garage. Ah, fuck. You win this round. One other quick thing I want to say. So the John Kirkham guy, the dude who now lives in like the, fucking Norway. The producer. <clears throat> yeah. So two things real quick. There is a documentary about him. He used to work on Inside Edition. Do you guys remember that? It was like Entertainment yeah. Tonight. Yeah. And apparently he was like a huge crackhead back in the day. There's a documentary on him called TV Junkie that I'm going to watch this week that like profiles him on Inside Edition and then like his – drug addiction and like fall from grace because i think it'll be interesting background but he hammered joe of course like he just shits on him really bad i didn't really think that was fair and i don't like joe exotic but you see these like one-sided accounts and i'm what what was the line he had geiger he was like he said something crazy about joe he was like i moved here to get away from he said something insane i can't even remember it yeah i just i didn't like how they all just piled on him because i'm like dude like I don't know. Not a lot of these people didn't really pile on him at all during the. It just seems like after fame and stuff, and all these people just want their 15 seconds to last 16 seconds. They'll just do whatever the producers tell them to. Right. It's easy target now that you've seen the documentary and know that. Uh, I'll just say this and maybe get one one or two sentences from you guys. Jeff Lowe is still, if not an even bigger piece of shit. Yeah, I I really hope someone just kicks the shit out of that guy. And I don't think it'd be that hard either. <laughs> I don't know how he hasn't gotten his ass kicked. He's insane. <clears throat> He's batshit fucking crazy. Him and his wife. And speaking of that banner, I'm surprised that the long-haired guy who seemed to like really care about the animals, that he went back to work for Jeff Lowe. Yeah, I, I can see why he would want to, just because you have a connection with those specific animals already. But like... Come on, man, for real. You got to know what a toxic situation is. Well, you you got to know when the workforce takes their boss. So. Is that true? Yeah. That means 40% yeah. of the workforce is dishonest. Yeah. Yeah, but how much of the workforce has a boss that wears 60 affliction shirts? <laughs> I'm so glad uh, Joel McHale called mean, that. Did you work at the buckle, maybe? I don't know. I called Geiger, and he was like at work, and I just texted him. I was like, hey, you don't need to call me back. I just want you to know. First question on the Tiger King episode, Joel McHale asked Jeff Lowe, how many affliction shirts do you own? And Geiger said to me, you've made the sale, quit selling. I was like, God, dude, Jeff Lowe. (laughs) He needs to run for governor of a state, and you know he might win somehow. Affliction and fucking like monster energy will sponsor him. 
Right. Like, yeah. are you sponsored by an energy drink? How, like, is that even illegal for political party? <clears throat> all right, that's all we got. Moving on to the last part of our show. <laughs> Banner, ask that question. That brings us to the end of our show, our Do You Even Lift Bruh segment where we ask you guys a question. Where we, I, actually, we ask ourselves the question, but I want your guys' opinions at home, too. Uh, and then we leave you with it. Today's question, since we've all put even more of our eyeballs on them in the past month and probably will the next two or three weeks, let's rank these streaming services in order from best to worst of the ones you have. So I'm going to name one, two, three, four, five streaming services. We've all been on these heavy, heavy, as especially as Geiger mentioned. If you don't have one, you can just drop it to the bottom, but uh, rank them. Which, which of these are helping you get through these tough times? The best. So we have Netflix, obviously, HBO Go, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Disney Plus. If one of you guys have one not included in there, feel free to throw it in and add it. Geiger, let's go to you first. I'm really interested to hear your list here. Okay, coming in fifth, dead last is Disney Plus. Uh, just because you're part of the Last Jedi, fucking deal with it. Um, <laughs> Coming in fourth. We need to send over on how long this is going to last. HBO Go. This is why HBO Go, because I used to have HBO Now, which is. You have them at four? Yeah. Damn, that's low. Wow. Can I explain why? Yeah, I I don't think there's any explanation. It doesn't fucking work. Damn. That matters. And loads more than any of these fucking ones. And I remember calling HBO, I'm like, dude. I just I just told him straight up like I illegally fucking get movies that have better buffers than you. I'm paying you fifteen dollars a month, and like literally I was rewatching Game of Thrones and I'm like before the last season came out I was like I can't get through an episode without it buffering for like at least three to four minutes. I do remember that's why that's fucking- people were complaining when Game of Thrones was on their last season like everybody obviously is watching it at the same time, and it fuck their servers can't handle it like but dude Netflix that happens. Like Tiger King, everyone was watching it, and it That's crashed. True. It didn't buffer. But again, there's no point in having cool shit if when everyone tries to watch it, it doesn't work. So that's you know? just not me, is it? Like, No, that that happened to me, too. With I, true I had a problem. I, I've had a little bit of problems, but it's only when I watch it on my Fire Stick. If I go over to like the Roku or the Apple TV... I don't have that problem. But that's the problem when I call them, I'm paying them money, and they basically do the political thing and be like, oh, it must be your Fire Stick or your uh, internet connection. I'm like, like, no. I'm like, I have 5G, and my Fire Stick works with Netflix and Hulu. Ask Suddenlink what happens when you blame my laptop for their internet shitting out. You can't because they're dead. So I think I'm justified by putting that. Am I justified by putting that at fourth now? Yes, you are. Absolutely. Great point. And to your point, Matt, the Fire Stick, like, I never have an issue with Netflix or Hulu. It fucking runs like a dream. Yeah. Uh, Three, Amazon Prime. They have a bunch of fucking cool shows. They actually have, um, God damn it, I can't remember what it's called. It's not Hard Knocks, but it's basically during the season. All or Nothing. All or Nothing, yeah. Great. Yeah. They're actually, it's actually really good. It's not as in-depth as Hard Knocks, but it doesn't matter because it's during the season, so there's actually more storylines. Yeah, you could argue it's, it's maybe not... I don't know if cool is the right word, but it's a different perspective to see a team like after an actual game yeah. than it is like who's going to make the team. It's still dramatic both ways, but it's, it's just a cool like different side of the coin. So 
Number two, I'm going to put in Netflix. And it's simply um, just because the situation we're in now with quarantine, Netflix has not very good movies, but they have a lot of great shows. And obviously a show can last you a week. A movie could last you a night. So you need good shows. And that's why I'm putting Hulu at number one, man. Yeah. Hulu has great shows. The thing is, some of the 90s shows, they have like Step by Step, Family Matters, Wonder Years. These are shows that you don't have to watch start to finish. You can just put it on like season five and just like watch a fucking episode. So it's you can get into a new show on Hulu, but then you can also watch a bunch of guilty pleasures like from the 90s when you're a kid to just take you out of the fucking mood you're in and the world that's just really kind of fucked up right now. So I'm going Hulu one. It's the cheapest one because I have Spotify, which I already pay for anyway. I use Spotify every fucking day. So Hulu's free for me. So it's got more shows and it's free. That's a great fucking list. And I hate to give you compliments, but fuck. Well, you're all fucking up in arms before I was telling the facts of this. I just fucking laid the facts down on your ass. <laughs> What's the South Park where he's like, can, can I talk? Can I speak, ma'am? Can I just, can, the Canadian can, guy? Can I finish? Please, <laughs> can, can I finish? finish? Can I finish? Can okay. I finish? Okay, I'm finished. And then, yeah, so he has nothing else to say. He just keeps having Okay, I'm finished. All right, Banner, what you got? All right, so coming in at fifth, I've got Amazon Prime. Uh, not for any other reason other than I just I just don't get on there. There are four other things I get on more. What I've watched of Amazon Prime, I love. It's they've got good original content. They are constantly turning over their their old stuff that you can watch uh, with it. I just it's just out of sight, out of mind. I think Amazon Prime falls victim to like. They're just like a solid 250 hitter with 15 home runs. Like they have good original content, not a ton of it. Like Jack Ryan, Hunters, Miss Maisel. Tick. But yeah, it's just it's not nothing blows you away. And there's a tough list to top. Agreed. Uh, fourth, I've got Netflix. Netflix is pretty quickly for me turning into it's just if I want something that's stupid and I'm not going to enjoy. I'm going to go there as far as a movie goes. Now, they do have great shows. Still give them that. Um, but it's just – it's starting to get clouded and and mucky with everything that they have. They almost have too much original content. They haven't put out a good original movie since Triple Frontier. I can't. It's, that was in, what, I mean, February? March. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they tried with Highwaymen and The Irishman. I think they've, they've tried. They just haven't done it. It's too many Netflix trash pieces. I'm talking, like, shitty rom-coms yeah, that are, like... Yeah, yeah. it's just too <clears throat> mucked up. We need the up. Hulk Hogan documentary, like, yesterday. Where the fuck is that, dude? Please. I don't know. You have to wade through all that bullshit to find the good stuff, and there's just too much bullshit, and I'm, Netflix, I'm just tired of it. And maybe this is rhetorical. Maybe we don't answer this right now, but maybe it takes a couple months, but... We are, we are huge doc heads. We love documentaries on here. And that is the one thing Netflix typically is pretty strong in, right, is documentaries. I'd agree with that. Yep. I would agree with that. I think HBO's HBO – I was going to yeah. say HBO can give them a run for their money. But on any given day, what Netflix has as far as their documentaries goes, the docu What are you guys thinking about what have you done for me lately though? Because Netflix came out with Tiger King and no one else has come out with anything to even fuck close to that. Netflix – was Netflix Aaron Hernandez or was that HBO? That, that was, was Netflix. Netflix. We didn't love that one, but that was it was interesting. It was okay. It was fine. It was harmless. Um, 
three, I've got Disney Plus. This is because, A, it has all the Marvel movies. It has all Star Wars movies. I can pop those in while I'm doing dishes or whatever. It's right there at my fingertips. Also, I have a two-year-old. So I can actually keep her entertained. Um, I know the wife loves it because she can throw that up on the TV for two hours at a time. and She can actually do something. So Disney Plus, top of the list right there. Uh, Number two, I've got Hulu. Number one, I've got HBO. This is because of the shows. I mean, I think those two uh, services have the best shows. Obviously, all of what HBO has is original. And Hulu has original and, you know, the old stuff like Geiger uh, pointed out that we can watch again. Hulu, uh, Brooke Banner's never seen Scrubs. We're going back and watching oh, yes. all the Scrubs. Scrubs is on Hulu also? They're all on Hulu. It's like, God damn. Yeah, there's like Scrubs on Hulu. Yeah, there's wow. like 150 episodes or something. It's fantastic. Um, HBO, though, it shows they have, if you want comedy, if you want drama, if you want action, they have it all right there and they're all what was the last HBO show that was bad Westworld yeah Westworld season 2 probably <clears throat> just uh, but season, season 1 was incredible yeah you're right season 1 was incredible and Bran again that's that's a season yeah, or I actually told the woman on the phone I'm canceling because you made Bran she king. asked me why and I said because Bran's king he's like oh we understand that you know they're going to remake another one I said why so you can drag me along for eight years then shit down my throat just cancel my subscription he's like I'm a 22 year old just out of college I'm not prepared to... there's nothing well, in my script about can't can't take the heat don't pick up the phone that's true Jesus said that all right, Jeff, what's your list? All right, so mine's pretty close to yours, Banner. Number five, I go Amazon Prime. Uh, they have some good uh, original shows, but I just – and this is fair to Amazon. It, it's not their focus of their industry. Like, churning out this type of content is not there. And I don't see the stuff on the horizon where I'm With like – With that being oh. said, Geiger, uh, we had – what was this? A few months ago, we had a question posed to us, which is going to be the best later on. Geiger chose Amazon because they're just not dumping money into it. Once they dump money into it, they can very easily be top of this yeah. list. If they wanted to be at top of this list, they'd be at top of this list. <laughs> Notice we didn't put Apple TV because I don't think any of us have that, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, four, I put Disney Plus, And part of this is COVID-19 related, but Banner, you even have to admit – they did not plan this out well in terms of original content. Like, I, I agree 100%. Massive lull. And I know for, for, the, for Baby Banner, there's some good nature documentaries and stuff that pop up from time to time. But May 4th, we get the Mandalorian eight-part making of. But, dude, their original content, if they didn't have Onward thrown on this thing, like, I honestly was thinking about canceling this till like, the Disney – the Marvel shows come on and Lizzie McGuire's not happening anymore – there's no original content coming out that I'm interested in. And Honor yeah. was supposed to be in theaters, right? They just put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I actually saw yeah. it in theaters, like one of the last things I saw. Oh, okay. But it got thrown on there like early, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a great idea. It's being poorly executed. I think that, and I don't know if this was because Apple was coming out with their streaming service, or I don't know why, but I feel like Disney Plus was rushed. Even though it felt like we were waiting for it forever, now that we're there, it feels it feels rushed. 
I also think that they sold it as they were going to have more adult content on there. And they don't at and all. And they don't at all. And at maybe all. it's all coming, but aside from The Mandalorian, and then I'll throw Simpsons in there because I'm a nice guy, they don't have – everything is for 12 and under, which is fine. But yeah. for for our demographic and our age group and who are listening to this podcast, yeah, it's – it's it's down there. I'll just say this: none of the stuff they got from Fox, the X Men's, the Diehards, like all the adult stuff. Hulu is is where it's at. They're about to come up on my list, and I'm glad I didn't do the year subscription. I'm gonna hang hang out for the uh, Marvel shows, um, but I don't know, man. I'm worried about Disney Plus. All right, number three is Netflix. You guys already said it all for me. Uh, they're reliable right now. They luckily they still have. I believe the office when that goes away, it's going to be pretty tough for them, but they keep popping out. Like every time I'm ready to give up on them, they give me something original that I'm like, fuck, that's pretty cool. And their documentary game, which we all know I get boners for documentaries. They're pretty strong with that. Number two is Hulu and Geiger and I've been sucking their dick this whole show. I am amazed every time I log in there, the the shows and movies that they have. And how good are they at suggesting, Oh, you might like this. Yeah, I, every day I find myself going. You're right. I would like that. Too, yeah. The movies are great. Hulu is like the biggest sleeper on this. And Geiger's point number one, I have HBO Go, but fuck, man, Geiger's kind of got me thinking maybe they don't even belong there. The only reason I said that they have an incredible movie selection that they update a lot, like every not even every month, like every two weeks they add shit. And I think we can all agree, as far as any of these things go, historically they have the best shows, like. Even dating back to Sopranos, The Wire, yeah, yeah. True Detective. Yeah, you, if you go back to the last 20 years, they have deep, like probably probably out of the top 25 shows, they've got 17 of them. But Geiger's got a point. If you can't fucking watch it, then it doesn't matter what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Like cool. I mean, if Game you... of Thrones was always just such a and it's i honestly i think one of probably the greatest shows of the last 10 15 years but it was always such a beating watching it you had to wait 30 minutes after it came on and then it was just a fight on a streaming service which makes no fucking sense at all when you're paying for it yeah get your servers ready dude you know when we have it to watch this show be prepared for everybody to bombard you all right it's been a long one great work guys anything you want to leave the people with on episode 111 geiger you go first no. <laughs> You're mad at HBO. It's not us. I'm mad, I'm mad at a lot of things. I'm mad at Last Jedi. I'm mad at whatever. You know that woman at, at HBO after you got off the phone, she told their manager, he mentioned something about someone shit down his throat? Yeah. And the manager's like, yeah, no, we get that a lot. We did that with, with Bran. Uh, yeah, about Bran being king. Yeah, he'll get that a lot today. <laughs> Here's the script for that next time someone yeah. says Banner. Just pull over for emergency vehicles, especially in this time. You guys, you never know what's happening in that ambulance. Please, please pull over for emergency vehicles. It's wisdom every time. All right, guys. For the Mad Scientist, Brian Banner, our Enforcing the Paint, Matt Geiger. I'm the Mayor, Jeff Hornacek. Thank you so much for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you next week or on any of our movie commentaries that are dropping in the next couple of days. Follow us on Twitter, at Squad. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Follow us on Letterboxd. If you type in Bro 
force squad as three separate words on any of those places or basically just on the internet you will find us and our website is broforsquad.com you can find all of our old content till next time we will see you later did you ask to speak to a manager about the shitting and they were like yeah we'll just hold I'm like i'll hold yeah it's fine i am a manager <laughs> <laughs> what's the line from Chappelle show oh guess what i am the fucking manager i, I am the manager guess what if they ask to talk to the manager, just say, too bad.